Welcome to the Enter the Kingdom podcast, where our goal is to equip listeners with the tools they'll need to not only enter the kingdom of heaven here and now, but remain in the kingdom that Jesus ushered in 2,000 years ago. I'm your host, Harrison Watson, and in 2018, God called me out from the world for this purpose and many others. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. All right, welcome to the 16th episode of the Enter the Kingdom podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Watson. Hey, this week we're doing something kind of special. We started yesterday, Sunday, March 6th at 9 p.m., just something that we're doing on our YouTube channel, uh, which you can get to by going to bit.ly forward slash E-T-K YouTube. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash E-T-K YouTube. Um, but yeah, we're doing, we're, we're doing something that is kind of new for us, which is basically trying to get together. Uh, this week, we're dedicating ourselves to prayer and fasting and um, really trying to come to a better understanding of how we fight in the Spirit and how we battle um, and, and also engaging in some of that. And so uh, this episode is from uh, the first evening of that. That's what today's episode is going to be about. I think, I'm, I think I might post the rest of these uh, on here as well. But uh, yeah, enjoy that. And uh, hopefully we see you tonight. Again, today is the 7th of March uh, when this is going to go live uh, of 2022. And um, hopefully we see you tonight uh, on our YouTube channel to, to join us again. Um, again, it is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash E-T-K YouTube, and you should be able to get right to us. All right, enjoy last night's time together, uh, and I hope you learned something, and I hope it's as encouraging for you as it was for me. God bless. All right, says that we're live. So... It's my first time using this technology, so you're going to have to forgive me if I'm not great at it yet. Uh, Welcome to the first night of Let the Battle Begin. Uh, I am Harrison Watson. I'm the host of the Enter the Kingdom podcast that you can find on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever a podcast is found. Uh, But that is not the reason we're here. We're actually here because... Tonight, what we're really going to be focusing our efforts on are pointing our hearts fully towards God. You know, the idea behind this let the battle begin, so often when we talk about spiritual warfare and all these things, we can try to insert ourselves into that. But the truth of the matter is, is that we are supposed to sit back. That doesn't, not passively sit back and just wait for things to happen. But God is the one who is our deliverer. The Bible says that vengeance is mine, declares the Lord, and I will repay. So what's our job then? It's pretty simple, really. It's actually our job every single day, but it's also our job in this. And that is to just focus our hearts, our spirits, our minds, everything that we can towards heaven to thank God for everything that he's doing um, and to honor him and to glorify him. You know, I heard something today that uh, really kind of resonated with me, and it came from uh, actually a rabbi uh, in, uh, in Jerusalem, 
and he was he was talking about we're working through the book of first samuel he's been working through it a lot which is beautiful because you come to see how much in just a few verses how much the bible really says uh he, he does such an eloquent job at um explaining things and one of the things that he was talking about in the midst of this is really talking about uh he's talking about abigail who's speaking to um king david uh and there's a situation i believe it's in it's in the last chapter of first samuel but what he's talking about is what are the reasons that we even go to war you know what are the reasons that we actually fight and in truth the only thing that we should really be fighting for what our hearts should really be pointed towards and, and, and working towards is our battle should not be to protect ourselves. It shouldn't be for anything, any type of personal gain. It should really be for one thing and one thing alone, and that is to sanctify the name of the Lord. Um, what do I mean by that? If we know for a fact that there are people who are supposed to be in... there are people who are acting against the name of God or are speaking against the name of God or uh, people in positions of power that are, uh, who, who are supposed to be submitted to God, according to the Bible, uh, who are supposed to be submitted to God, and they're just not operating in accordance with that. Those are the types of things that we go, that we go to warfare, war for. And um, we're going to be talking about that today a little bit. But uh, before we do that, I, and before we really get started, I really just want to get into prayer together. So uh, let's go ahead and do that. Holy Spirit and Father God, thank you for the opportunity to come together with each other. Though we're in different places physically, there is no distance in the Spirit. And Father, your word calls us all to be unified and one. As you and Jesus are one, let us be one with you. You've asked me, Father, today, the person who is in this body, you've asked me to come here today for this, and I, I'm, I'm trusting you to be the one who leads I ask, Father, that whatever comes out of tonight, it would be fully about you. And I ask, Father, that it would be you who speaks and not me. I plead the blood of Jesus over my mind, over all of our minds, over our hearts, over our bodies, over our souls, over our spirits, over every fiber of our being. I plead the blood of Jesus over that. And Father, I bind the spiritual hosts of wickedness that would attempt to get into and cause distraction during this period of time, Father. And we just ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus, that you would help us set this time apart so that we can properly honor you and so that you can teach us so that in this hour, in this evil day that we live, Father, you would show us how to be what you need us to be 
in order to fight in the way that you need us to fight. We ask this of you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. All right. I did create somewhat of an agenda. <laughs> uh, I, I, I have a bit of an outline here. I'm not sure exactly how closely we'll, we'll stay aligned to that because those of you who have spent any time uh, you know, following the Holy Spirit, as the Bible says, you know, the wind comes, you don't know where, uh, from where, from where it comes or where it goes. So it is, uh, with anybody who is born of the spirit, it truly is that way. And so I've put something here that I felt was God, you know, led, but I certainly don't want to take away from the move of the spirit in this. So, uh, you know, the Psalm 104, it has this to say, or Psalm 100, verse 4, has this to say, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. So what we're going to do is we're really just going to start by coming together. And I, and I want everybody, you know, you're going to be looking at me doing this, but, but what, what I'm asking of you is that you would take your heart and you would point it towards God. And you would just pour your heart out in thanksgiving to God. Um, and, and, and really, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would help us. That you would help us get past anything that might block the gratefulness uh, and the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, fruits of the Spirit that, that you have put inside of us. We, I ask that you would block that from us. And that you would, that you would, you would pour out the gratitude that we have, that you've put inside of us. Uh, Father, I humbly come before you and I, and I, I acknowledge that without, without you, there's, I can't do anything. I, I don't mean that I can't do anything significant. I mean that your word says that without you, I can do nothing. I'm a branch and you are the vine. Father, I thank you that you have taken the burden off of my shoulders to try to call the shots in a world that is that makes no sense. I thank you that though I may physically feel confusion, you're not confused, and that you've given me your Holy Spirit to guide me, to help me. I thank you for my wife, whom you've given me, who's been a, the greatest gift that you could have ever given. I thank you that you took, that you've taken the evil that was in my heart and you've systematically ripped it out of me over time and in relationship with you, Father, so that the desires that I had previously aren't the desires that I have today. I don't have anything to boast about in that. That's you. And I thank you. I thank you that you have a plan. The things that are going on now, they're too big for us. They're too big for us. We're not anywhere close to intelligent enough to understand everything that's going on. 
but you are. And so, Father, we just we thank you for your. We thank you for you and who you are, every, everything that your word says that you are. And we thank you for creating us, for giving us the breath of life and for giving us the opportunity to commune with you. Help us, Father. Help us. Help us to get past ourselves and help us to keep our hearts and our minds and everything, all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our strength, all of our soul. Help us to keep that focused on loving you, choosing you. Father, when there are things that, that, that come in the way of that, Father, I, I, I ask that in me, in me at least, in me at least, please help me. Help me to get past these things. Help me overcome them. By my strength, I cannot, but it says by your spirit, anything is possible. And I, and I, I, I humbly come before you and, and I repent of the times where I have been selfish and thought about myself rather than putting you before Thank you. Thank you for your plan. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for the literally the breath that I'm breathing right now. Thank you. Thank you for this time together here. Father, your word says that where two or three of us are gathered, you are also with us. And your, your word also says in many different ways, that even a little is a lot with you. We ask that you take the faith and the love that you've planted here. And we ask that you would multiply it out into the world by the power of your Holy Spirit. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, we ask this of you. Help us to be vessels that will do that. Help us to be that vessel. Father, we thank you that you have that you have a plan, help us to submit to it and help us to be obedient. Thank you. Thank you for who you are. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Honestly, there are some times when uh, I could just stay thanking God. Uh, If we wanted to, we could we could sit here all day and do it. There's an infinite number of things that we could thank him for. And uh, we don't do it, do it enough. And one of the things that God has had me do just to start my day. Uh, and when I don't do this, this is a problem. And I mean, and I mean that when I when I don't when I don't do this over a period of days, I can start to feel disconnected. It's so it's important. You know, there's a reason why Psalm 100 Verse 4 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courtyards with praise. And, um, you know, I, I try to every day just write down a list of, of things I'm thankful for. But uh, the next thing that we're going to do is we're going to sing some praise music. <laughs> and you might notice a lack of a band here, but that's okay. We don't need a band to praise God. I'll tell you, 
my wife, again, who I just got done even mentioning in, in prayer, she kind of showed me that you just don't need those things. It's, it's, it's the same type of posture as prayer where we point our hearts towards God, but we just let God pull the, pull the praise and worship out of us. And, and, you know, the last podcast episode kind of talked about this. It's praise over performance is what I said. That, that, that's what, that's what came to me at least. And, uh, you know, worship music, we see how beautiful some of these bands are, uh, you know, elevation worship and, and a bunch of others, a bunch of others that are out there who play music to God. I think Kanye West Sunday service is another beautiful example. Um, I, again, I could spend a long time just mentioning that, but, but you know, when you, when you see that, it, you, you can come to the wrong conclusion that what that is about is a performance. But when you see and you actually watch the artists and you just see how it truly is their, their, their worship to God. Um, you know, I was watching Brandon Lake today, actually, um, who was at Elevation Church. And I, and I just watched him kind of settle into the spirit and start just, just singing out of his heart. You know, they have lyrics to the song, but he just started singing out of his heart, and it's absolutely beautiful. And so, with the lack of uh, with the lack of any musical instruments, I am uh, just gonna pardon me. I better check this. I'm I'm just gonna do what we basically just did, but we're gonna start singing praise music, and again. You're, you can sit here and you can watch me and you can join in. Uh, there's not any particular song I'm going to sing. I'm just going to sing and see what God brings out. So, Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of wanting with thee. All I have needed, thy hands have provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hands have provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, our Father. Holy is your word. Worthy is your land. 
When we could not, you gave us a way to you. Thank you, my Father, for loving me. You are so holy. You are so holy. Help me, my Father. Please sanctify me. Without your Spirit, I can do nothing. But you are the truth. Sanctify me. Your word is the truth. Your word is the truth. I want nothing that this doesn't have. Strip me bare of all my own desires. Make me your word lived out in flesh. You are so holy. You are so holy. Holy Father, I love you. You have all that I will ever need. On top of that, you give it freely. You provide everything. There is nothing I will ever need that's apart from you. Help me to see the blessings right before me. My cup runneth over all of my days. You are so holy. You are so holy. Sanctify me. Make me holy too. Though our sins may be scarlet, you'll make them white as the snow if we'll only love you. Give us your presence. Give us your presence. You give freely to me who doesn't deserve it. 
that doesn't matter to you because you're good. You gave your life so that my life will be lived in you. Help me deny myself, take up my cross, and follow you wherever you lead. Wherever you go, that's where I want to be. Don't let me go anywhere without you. You are so holy. You are so holy. All that you made it baffles me. You know what will happen five seconds from now. You are the beginning and the end. With you is life, eternal life. Uplift the veil from my eyes so I'll see. Give me eyes to see and ears to hear. Make me a doer of the word and not just a hearer. Help me to do that which you will. Our Father in heaven, how worthy are you? Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth here now as in heaven with you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. Help us to bring a bit of heaven down. You are the final word, let us be your hands. Give us a praise that always enthrones you. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Father. I could praise you for the rest of my life. But as you said, if I will 
only follow you my life will never see any end to know you is eternal life that's what you said you raised jesus to life proving your word there's nothing we could ever desire that's not of you that will ever be worth it thank you father thank you praise god praise god yeto hone kerishka ateni hisabaya yeta hane loge na karabe tanha Thank you, Father. Thank you. Praise God. 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 I don't know about you, but anytime that God... Ever since my wife, I mean, I'm telling you, she's been telling me this for four years. Legitimately, she's been telling me the same thing about praise. But when she, when it finally clicked, when it worked enough in me for her, I mean, that woman must have planted a field worth of seed about this one thing. And, and it just didn't click, but it finally clicked. And, and I'll tell you, it's while it is us enthroning God in the praises of Israel. I mean, that's what it says. It says, it says God is enthroned in our praises. Uh, but, it, but it has to be a, a praise from the heart, right? It has to be, it has to be legit. Legitimate praise with our hearts fully pointed. And the, the moment that that finally clicked, um, it's just been a totally different experience. Um, and to just praise God for it. Um, all right. Let me see what's next on the agenda here. Honestly, I could got if we wanted to do that for another hour, I could have done it. Although if you could hear, my voice is getting a little bit hoarse. But that's nothing that a little bit of water can't fix. So the next thing that God really has me do uh, a lot, every day, I think I've mentioned this a couple times in the podcast, is try to take in food for the spirit. Um, and that is the daily Psalms. So this... to. To my surprise, you know, before we started today, I really felt like today's Psalms um, kind of led into what we're going to talk about next. And so I wanted I, I wanted to, to share them. Uh, so we're just going to read through them. Here are the Psalms. You can follow it. Uh, I'm reading in the uh, Christian Standard Bible, uh, but you can follow along with this whenever you want. The Psalms that we're going to be reading are Psalm 3, 33, 63, 93, and 123. Where did I get those from? Today is the third of the second month of Adar, 5782. I know that some of you have no clue what I just said, but it is the Hebrew lunar calendar. Uh, today is the third day of that month. And so what we do is we read the third Psalm plus 30 all the way to the end. Um, and it, this wasn't my idea. Um, there was a gentleman, Bill Gothard, uh, when I was going through a class that he taught that he was teaching. Um, he shared this with me and I'll tell you, it's been, it has been truly a blessing 
to, to, to do this. So uh, anyway, we're going to get started with Psalm 3. Psalm 3. Lord, how my foes increase. They are many who attack me. Many say about me, there is no help for him in God, Selah. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. I cry aloud to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain, Selah. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not be afraid of thousands of people who have taken their stand against me on every side. Rise up, Lord. Save me, my God. You strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the Lord. May your blessings be on your people. Selah. That was Psalm 3. We're going to go to Psalm 33 now. All right, Psalm 33. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous ones. Praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the lyre. Make music to him with the ten-stringed harp. Wish we had one of those. <laughs> uh, sorry. Sing a new song to him. Play skillfully on the strings with a joyful shout. For the word of the Lord is bright, and all his work is trustworthy. Amen. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the Lord's unfailing love. Amen. The heavens were made by the word of the Lord, and all the stars by the breath of his mouth. Amen. He gathers the waters of the sea into a heap. He puts the depths in, into storehouses. Let the whole earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it came into being. He commanded, and it came into existence. The Lord frustrates the counsel of the nations. He thwarts the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever plans of his heart from generation to generation. Happy is the nation. Happy is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he's, he has chosen to be his own possession. The Lord looks down from heaven. He observes everyone. He gazes on all the inhabitants of the earth from his dwelling place. He forms the hearts of all of them. He considers all their works. A king is not saved by a large army. A warrior will not be rescued by great strength. The horse is a false hope for safety. You hear that? Let's read that again. A king is not saved by a large army. A warrior will not be rescued by great strength. The horse is a false hope for safety. It provides no escape by its great power. Do we think that way? I mean, come on. In We're always like, look at our military might. Our country spends this much money. And like, look at all these planes. And don't get me wrong. Those things you know, obviously can, can be helpful. But but the Bible tells us, first off, the weapons of our warfare, we Christians, those who follow God, they are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. What does that mean? We don't fight with normal weapons. We fight in the spirit because everything in the spirit is what drives this stuff in the physical. It really does. I mean, there are prophets who are praying right now for what's going on over in Ukraine and Russia and everywhere in the world. And when God's people who are following him the right way, what do I mean by the right way? Who are following him with their whole heart and they are fervently praying, that can't be stopped. You have to understand that Matthew 28, 18 says, Jesus says this after he was resurrected, Matthew 28, 18, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. It didn't say some, it said all. So what does that mean? It means that there might be other forces that are trying to act 
in wicked ways in the, in the spiritual to try and do things in the physical. That happens a lot. But all authority has been given to Jesus in heaven and on earth. And we are the ones who are supposed to be walking in his name. Now, what does in his name mean? In his name, it's not just a quip you put at the end of, of, a, uh, of a prayer. Oh, I, I pray this to you in Jesus' name. If you want to pray to in Jesus' name, you have to walk in Jesus' ways. That's what that means. In When you're walking in the name of something, you're what it meant in ancient times, it, we've given it some different understanding. But what it meant when it was written and what it still means in terms of practicality is that you're walking in alignment with him. So what Jesus is saying is like, Anything you pray for in my name, he's saying, anything you pray for while you're walking in alignment with me. That's what he's talking about. That's the authority that we have. We have. He was given that authority because he walked in alignment with God the Father. And because he walked in alignment with God the Father, he was resurrected from the dead. God gave him his Holy Spirit. He followed God's will even to death. Even to death. I mean, he was scared. Who wouldn't be scared to have to, in the flesh, who would not be afraid to have to get crucified? Literally everyone would be. Jesus was no exception. And he said, Father, if this cup can pass for me, please let it pass. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And for that, for what he went through, choosing to deny himself in, in such a way for, for you and I, um, God honored him. He humbled himself to the point of death. And for that, God proved through Jesus that anybody who will walk the same way will never die. There is only life and never death. And the reason why I say these things is this says, this in the Bible clearly says the things that men think of that are going to save them, nope, not going to work. A king is not saved by a large army. A warrior will not be rescued by great strength. The horse is a false hope for safety. It provides no escape by its great power. The things of men will not help. We have to get in the spirit. We have to... We have to fight the, the way that the Bible tells us to fight. We have to let God do our fighting force, and we have to honor God and revere him and walk in alignment with him. And through us and through submission to the Holy Spirit, God will change things through us. That's the whole point of all of this. Anyway, all right. But look, the Lord keeps his eyes on those who fear him, revere him, those who depend on his faithful love. Do you depend on God's faithful love, to rescue them from death and to keep them alive in famine. We wait for the Lord. He is our help and shield. For our hearts rejoice in him because we trust in his holy name. May your faithful love rest on us, Lord, for we put our hope in you. It doesn't say that the, they didn't give two options that they put their hope in. They gave one option. All right, that's Psalm 33. We're going to go to Psalm 63 next. 
God, you are my God. I eagerly seek you. I thirst for you. My body faints for you in a land that is dry, desolate, and without water. So I gaze on you in the sanctuary to see your strength and your glory. My lips will glorify you because your faithful love is better than life. Ooh, praise God. So I will bless you as long as I live. At your name, I will lift up my hands. You satisfy me with rich food. My mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I think of you as I lie on my bed, I meditate on you during the night watches. Oof. Mm. Praise God. Because you are my helper, I will rejoice in the shadow of your wings. I will follow close to you. Your right hand holds on to me. But those who intend to destroy my life will go into the depths of the earth. They will be given over to the power of the sword. They will become a meal for jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by him will boast, for the mouths of liars will be shut. Amen. Psalm 63. You know, something that is so just absolutely beautiful. David is considered the greatest king in the Bible. He's considered the greatest king in the Bible. Was he perfect? He wasn't. Uh, obviously, Jesus, uh, and it, we're talking about in the Torah, Jesus came through and, and was able to, to be perfect. Something that he also commands you and I to do. Um, and how do we do that? Can we do that of our own fruition? No, we can't do that of our own fruition. That's the whole reason why Jesus came. So that God, through him and the Holy Spirit, could work. And that instead of it being like it was in the Old Testament times, where God just kind of handpicked people to put his Holy Spirit on, the prophets anointed them. For instance, Samuel anointed David to be king. Samuel also anointed Saul to be king. Um, it was a hand-picked process before. God's changed that. He's flipped the script. He's made it a, a, total, a totally new deal, where anybody who will believe in what God did through Jesus Christ and will confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in their hearts that he raised him from the dead, they will be saved. What does that mean? What does that mean? Jesus says that we will receive the Holy Spirit, or what he calls the Spirit of Truth. And then we shall know the truth, and the truth will make us free. God's mechanism for, 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 for perfecting humanity. And by the way, Jesus wouldn't have said, be perfect, therefore, for your heavenly Father is perfect, if he didn't believe that, he, that you could be perfect too. There's some idea that's been spread that's just, it's false. You won't find it in here. I can't find it anywhere in the scriptures, and I've been reading this quite a bit. It says that you can never be perfect. I don't mean... Uh, I... Can any of us ever be fully with fully without sin in our in the entirety of our lives? The Bible says that for all have fallen short of the for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Okay, so we're talking about pre receiving the Holy Spirit and post receiving the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will perfect us if we're willing to submit. But. We have, we have to choose that. You need to first understand that, yes, you can be perfected. And you can, not, not by your strength, not, not by your strength or by your effort. It requires your choice and your submission. 
and continuing to, to work with the Holy Spirit. So not by, not by man's strength can this happen. That's why Jesus had to come at all. That's the whole reason Jesus even had to come. Because what the law was not able, the law was God's attempt to show human beings that of their own fruition, without him, without him, trying to do it on their own, they couldn't keep the law. So he brought Jesus, put his Holy Spirit on him. And Jesus came and he said, I haven't come to abolish the law and the prophets, but to fulfill. And then he said that anybody who believes in me, he says this, not only will they do the works that I do, but even greater works than these because I go to the Father. The Holy Spirit can perfect us. That's, that, that's the goal. All right. That was Psalm 63. Now we're going to go to Psalm 93, I think. Can I turn properly? Touchdown. All right. Psalm 93. The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. In majesty. The Lord is robed, is robed, enveloped in strength. The world is firmly established. It cannot be shaken. Your throne has been established from the beginning. You are from eternity. The floods have lifted up, Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their pounding waves. Greater than the roar of a huge torrent, the mighty breakers of the sea, the Lord on high is majestic. Lord, your testimonies are completely reliable. Holiness adorns your house for all the days to come. That was Psalm 93. And the last Psalm is Psalm 123. I lift my eyes to you, the one enthroned in heaven, like a servant's eyes on his master's hand, like a servant girl's eyes on her, on her mistress's hand. So our eyes are on the Lord our God until he shows us favor. Show us favor, Lord, show us favor. For we've had more than enough contempt. We've had more than enough scorn from the arrogant and contempt from the proud. The word of the Lord. So, one of the reasons why I wanted to discuss those things is, is because the next topic that we're going to talk about is really, you know, this is said, hey, let the battle begin. All right, cool. So far, we've been doing things that might not re seem related, though they are related. Um, we're going to go over some notes that God kind of shared with me about what he wanted to, to have said this first meeting. So, you know, we touched on this in the beginning. We're going to talk about a couple of things. You know, number one, why do we wage war? Number two, where do we wage war? And is there any other big bullet point from there? There are, but those the the where do we wage war? And I guess how is probably is probably number three. Why do we wage war? Our goal in spiritual warfare in the battle that we're fighting now should be for one reason and one reason only, to sanctify the name of the Lord God in the earth. If we're doing anything out of any selfish gain that has nothing to do with the Lord, if we're trying to battle in this way, it won't be successful. It, it, God may show you favor, 
Um, but what I mean by it won't be successful is ultimately, if God shows you favor in the short term, it'll be to the end of trying to come to the understanding of why we, we were to glorify him further. Um, you know, if it's for any other reason other than to sanctify the name of the Lord God, we're, we're waging war in vain. We're, we're, we're using the authority that we've been given in an improper way. Um, and, and we need to be careful about that. You know, Jesus says that for every idle word that we speak, uh, we'll have to give an account. And I was just saying to my wife the other night that if we should go to heaven at the exact same time, um, I'm probably going to have a couple of weeks longer in uh, the that portion of talking with God uh, about idle words because, my Lord, I have struggled with that, and I'm laughing about it, but it's really not funny. Uh, the, the the Bible says a lot of things about controlling your words, but uh, the reason why I'm trying to make light of it is uh, because God has shown me just how stupid it can be. And I, and, I, and I don't mean that the person's stupid who's doing this. I mean that when you see how powerful our words are, especially when we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, we want to be speaking the words that God gives us to speak. Jesus says, I did not say anything that my Father didn't give me to say. We want to be the same. How did Jesus do that? Well, you have the Holy Spirit inside of him. How would you do it? Well, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. That's how you would do it. You're, you're, you're submitting yourself to the Spirit of God, trying to speak what God gives you. And the reason why we do that is because um, if you read throughout the Bible, uh, First off, in the creation story, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And he worked through the prophets who had the Holy Spirit on them. And he said, and he gave them words to speak. And when they spoke words, they came to pass. That's how, we, that's how you can tell a prophet from not a prophet. It's if what they say comes to pass. Um, that's one of the ways, at least. Uh, now... Study that deeper because there are certainly some times where people can take something that's not from God and make it look like it is. See the story of Exodus and the Egyptians, but they won't be able to do everything. There are some things that they can't do uh, that only that only God can do, and that's how he ends up making the differentiation, but it's important to study. Sorry. So the next question is then, where do we wage war? You know, that that was why we do it to sanctify God, to, to hold up his name. You know, if we, if we see people who should be operating, you know, like if we see our governments or our churches or something like that, if we see them operating out of alignment with the word of God, we have to wage spiritual warfare. What is that? Prayer, worship, praise, what we've been doing here, being led by the Spirit to understand. And sometimes there are going to be some times where he may pull, tell you that you need to go to speak to specific individuals. He's always going to tell you to do it in love, and he's going to, he's going to give you the exact words to speak. If you read through the Bible, you'll see that. But um, anyway, you know, that's why we wage warfare. The next is, where do we wage warfare? 
there are many battlefronts. The first and most important battlefront is the one inside of each of us. <laughs> it, it's, it's the battle here. Each of us has strongholds that have been erected over time. Um, lies that have been passed down from generation to generation eventually become the truth. And so there are a lot of things right now, like one that we just discussed earlier that says that, oh, I can't be perfect. He's, you know, he's the son of God. I can't be perfect. What's the point of Jesus dying then? What is the point of Jesus dying? I understand that there was the, the propitiation or the, the rectification of sin, you know, the, the covering of that. But, but, okay, so he's done that. But now, but that's it? Hands washed? No, then he gave us the Holy Spirit so that we can walk in the line with him. But, but the general consensus has been, I've heard it since I was really young, you can't ever be perfect. This is a lie. What I'm saying to you now is a lie. The lie is that you cannot be perfected. That you could never live perfect like Jesus. That's a lie. You won't find that in here. If you do, leave it in the comments because I can't find it anywhere. I can't, I can't find it anywhere. Um, it says that Jesus was perfect and that all of sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the Holy Spirit is meant to sanctify us. It's meant to perfect us. Jesus wouldn't say, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. He wouldn't say that to you if it wasn't possible. He wouldn't give you an impossible task. If you read most of the things that Jesus tells us in here, if you read them, there's no way you could do it alone. But with God, anything is possible. This is what he said about the rich man who had followed everything in the law. But then he, but then he says, I've done all this. What, what, else, what else should I do? If you, and he says, if you want to be perfect, sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and come and follow me. And then he says, and the guy leaves. The guy leaves because that's a pretty tough thing to do. He said, give up your whole life. You're really wealthy. Give up everything and come follow me. And the guy, he, he just didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. And I think, it, you know, plenty of us could, could, could logically understand that. But, it, but what Jesus says is, truly, I tell you, it'll be harder for somebody to, for a rich person to get into heaven. It'll be easier for a camel to fit through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to make it into heaven. And he said, God, Lord, who can be saved then? He said, with God, it's or with a man, it's impossible. With God, anything is possible. How do you do things with God, the Holy Spirit, right? This is what Jesus is trying to tell us. So don't believe the lie that you can't be perfected. Pursue perfection. Pursue perfection. It's going to take time. But if you're willing to, it took you, <laughs> it took all of us a while to get messed up. I mean, it really did, right? It took, it took all of us a long time to get to this place where it's just like, well, I've got these really bad habits and I just kind of keep doing them. We can either just pretend like that's okay and kind of move on. But Jesus says, very truly, I say to you, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, didn't we drive out demons in your name, prophesy your name and do many wonders in your name? And Jesus will say, depart from me. I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. So we have to understand that there must be something about what Jesus is saying where he doesn't want us to come to him with these anymore. Once we've received the Holy Spirit, our job from that moment 
forward is one fold, really, which is to keep our hearts fully aligned with God, fully focused on God, single-minded. The Bible says, if your eye is good, then your whole body will be full of light. That, that word for good means haplos, means single. If your eye is single-focused, then your whole body will be full of light. You know, there's one thing that's really required. That is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength. And from that, all things will flow. Um, but don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't be perfected. Jesus would not give you a command. He, he might give you a command that he, that he knows that you can't do of your own strength but he would never give you a command that was impossible. So he wouldn't tell you to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect unless if perfection was possible. Not by your strength, but by the power of God. So I'm telling you that now because I feel like that needs to be chipped away. Actually, let's just take a hacksaw to it. <laughs> let's all just understand that it is possible and that's that's really the goal of working with the Holy Spirit in relationship with, with God. So, again, where do we fight? It's the individual battle. You know, we need to first, Jesus says at one point, why do you look at your brother's eye? Why, why do you look at the splinter in your brother's eye? First remove the, the plank that's in your eye. Then you can see clearly. If we want to be good warriors, if we want to be excellent warriors, we need to work on the sanctification process of ourselves first. How did Jesus? How did Jesus go about it? Jesus truly, his his life was was a, it was the way, the truth, and the life. It, it, it's an example of what we what we need to go through. Um, does that mean we all have to die on a cross? No, we don't. We don't all have to do that. You know, not that's been done. But what we do have to do is die to ourselves, choose God, deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow Him. He does say that. Um, take up our cross. What's take up our cross? Is take up take up the God given purpose that we were given. Deny deny our own desires. Take up the God given purpose that we that God has given to us, and uh, and see that through. And, and what is the first step of that process? It's sanctification. Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist in the water for repentance. The Holy Spirit came down on him, and he was immediately sent into the wilderness. And in the wilderness, he spent forty days and forty nights being tempted by the, by the enemy. And at the end of that period, Jesus overcame the temptation. And after he had overcome the enemy, after he had overcome the enemy, then the angels came and ministered to him. But more importantly, then his ministry really began. And the first words of his ministry were, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He's trying to show us, guys, He's trying to show us that it's like a, hey, we're doing things wrong. We're going to do something different now. And that difference is really, we have to have our hearts fully pointed at God. Fully pointed at Him. Fully in alignment with the Holy Spirit. And again, is this possible of your own strength? Nope. It is possible with God. Are you willing to do whatever it takes in order to sanctify in order to get through the process of sanctification. You have no clue how many times I've had to write that down for myself. 
God has often challenged me when I reach a new level of something tough he's going to ask me to do in order to continue in the process. He's like, are you willing to do whatever it takes? And I have to genuinely ask myself that question. We, we can't just make a decision once and then expect that, oh, everything's good now. No, he's going to continue to challenge you over and over and over and over and over again. He's going to continue to challenge you because he's trying to tear down strongholds. Why? Why? Because at the moment that you deny what Satan wants to give you as an alternative to God, the moment that you say no to all of that, it's the moment that you can't be compromised. And when you can't be compromised, you will be the ultimate warrior for God. You know, that was literally the enemy tried to compromise Jesus. He tried to to get him to, you know, take care of himself, tried to get him to deny God, tried to get him to, to do all sorts of things. But Jesus was able to overcome that. And because he was able to overcome that, then he was able to operate in all this power. In the power of God. God, God can fully release the fullness of His power when He can trust that somebody's not going to give. When He can trust that somebody is going to, not compromise. Not be compromised. And why does He do that? He doesn't do that because He doesn't want to love you and trust you. He does that for your own good. Because when we get to, when if He gives us what He wants to give us too early. Number one, we can get in the way and hurt it significantly. Number two, um, we can get hurt badly. I mean, I think we've seen a lot of stories where a lot of wonderful pastors and things have been, uh, they've been struggling. I mean, you know, nobody in in theological school told them how they were supposed to deal with with, uh, COVID. And, and it, it's hard work when you try and do it on your own, and it's hard work when you try and do it with the Holy Spirit. It's going to constantly challenge you. It's going to constantly challenge you. But if we're willing to do this work, if we're, if we're willing to work with God and do whatever it takes, do whatever it takes to win the battle, the individual battle inside of ourselves first, we will see the power of God released on the earth in a way that We've never seen it. I believe that wholeheartedly. You know, I've I've seen, and I, I, I have I reached it. No, there are still things that God's working with me on, and it's not like God can't use you in the meantime. But it, but but I'm talking about when we get to the level where we just simply won't full, we won't compromise on anything. When, when we get to that full level, uh, that level of what I'm going to call perfection sanctification um watch out world i mean the enemy's scared of that and he should be you know the the last time somebody did that all the way through he was resurrected from the dead and overturned all of human history so yeah that happened and you know, it's powerful. It's a powerful thing. And we just have to believe what this says. And more importantly, you have to believe in the power of God. Don't put them in a box. 
Don't put him in a box to, to think that he's not able to do anything that he wants whenever he wants in your life and through you. Don't put him in that box. So that that's the where. And, and the how, how do we fight? Well, boy, it's, I'm going to talk specifically about the individual battle. How do we fight that battle? In future times, we'll talk about what comes after. Shocker, all of us love to talk about how do we go out here and battle this other thing that's not me that, uh, that, that can be fixed? How do we do that? That's what we always want to focus on, but God tells us to focus internally first, which is obviously hard to do. How do we do it? Well, we read this a lot. We ask God to show us. Uh, where we're out of alignment with it. And then when that happens, we ask God to show us what the root of it is. And we continue to work with him until he's rooted it out of us. And it's a process. It's not going to happen one hour a week every Sunday. It's going to happen by truly pointing your full heart towards God every single day. Um. And it doesn't take a lot of us. You know, the Bible says, I think at the threat of one, a thousand will run, and the threat of a hundred, ten thousand will run, something like that. Whatever it is, it's very few who are sanctified in this way will cause very many to flee. The question that I have for you today is are you willing to do whatever it takes? God is. And you have nothing to fear. No matter what he asks you to do, you have nothing to fear. Even if it's some painful stuff that he wants to reopen, you have nothing to fear. God will fix it. He will use it to, to his glory and to your good. And you will feel a peace that you never thought was possible. You will feel a peace and a love that you never thought was possible. The question is, are you willing to do whatever it takes? And if the answer to that question is yes, then pray this prayer with me. Father, we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would do whatever it takes in our lives to get us to the point of perfection where we will be effective warriors for you. Teach us, Father. Guide us. We are willing to do whatever it takes in order to reach the perfection that you have for us. Help us, Father, guide us when we're scared, when we're frustrated. Show us that you're with us. Father, our enemies are many, starting off with the, with the enemy and his demons who are trying to point back at us as a as if we aren't what your word says that we are. Show us when this is happening, Father, and help us. Take vengeance on those enemies inside of us first. Tear down any strongholds that keep us separated from you, Father. We are yours. From this day forward, we will do whatever it takes to overcome the battle inside of ourselves so that we may be effective warriors in your army. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
you prayed that prayer for me or with me, I'm looking forward to meeting you. Um, you can leave something in the chat or you can send me a note on e, at etkpodcast at gmail.com. Look, I, I'm not going to lie to you. It, it, it requires a lot. The Bible says don't. The Bible says to make sure that you count the cost before you go into it. So if you're not ready to, if, if you're not ready to be in agreement with the prayer that I just prayed, that's fine. Um, start there. Start with why that is. That's a great place to start too. Um, and we'll keep working through this week together uh, to come to a better understanding of this warfare, both internally in this battle and then start moving out into some others. Uh, but I, I love you. I'm very thankful for you. Um, and I'm just going to close this again with a prayer of thanksgiving to God. God, thank you for this time together. Um, thank you for the warriors that you brought to this. Thank you for everyone you are going to change. I ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that those who are ready, Father, you would fill them fully with your Holy Spirit from the soles of their feet to the top of their head. Father, prepare their hearts. Those who aren't ready, help them not to feel disconnected or ashamed from this at all. But Father, help them see how much you truly love them. Help them see that in a unique way so that they might be brought to the place where they're ready. Father, finish in us the things that we cannot finish ourselves. We thank you that you are holy. We thank you that your word is truth. Sanctify us by your truth, Father, and make us holy. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us today on the Enter the Kingdom podcast. If today's message was an encouragement to you, please consider sharing it with someone whom you think it might encourage. Also, make sure to subscribe for free to our podcast and join us every Monday, God willing, as we continue on our journey together. God bless. We'll see you next Monday.